Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome in, episode 48 of Brewing Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Amanda Myth, and always the legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, back for our second week, or second show of the week. My goodness, already stumbling out of the gates. Uh, how are you, my friend? Oh, couldn't be better, man. Two pods in one week. I mean, what more can you ask for? What's better than one pod a week, two pods a week is is my answer every every time, all the time. Uh <laughs> brutal Thursday night football matchup we have to get to tonight we'll start off the show breaking down all things Sam Darnold and how the Carolina Panthers have the easiest schedule in the history of the NFL I'm not bitter biased at all we will then get into previewing this week's slate of NFL games maybe dip into some little gambling picks here and there maybe dip into college I know Penn State's on a heater right now other than that I don't really know much about college football but I'm sure Aaron and I can pull some stuff out of our ass but Folks, let's dive into today's topics. And now for today's topics. All right. Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, uh, absolute barn burner. 24 to 9, Carolina takes it. Uh, Really wasn't that close from the start. Um, Carolina basically started off dominating in in fashion of sorts like that. Uh, CMC running all over the place until he pulls the hammy. Um, and then Darnold somehow fumbling his way, quite literally fumbling his way to a win. Um, not a, an interesting game by any stretch of the imagination. I think storylines coming in. Obviously, Davis Mills uh, makes his first career start. Mills Mafia, as people are saying. His final stat line, 19 for 28, 168 yards and one touchdown. Uh, also, one of the longest and largest necks I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know if he just needs like – higher shoulder pads or a bigger helmet. But there was at one point, I think it was in the first quarter, uh, the camera panned to David Coley, the head coach of the Texans, on the sidelines talking to Davis Mills. He quite literally has both of his hands cupped around his neck like he's fucking walking with a hot cup of coffee. Like his hand was small enough. I should say his neck, Mills's neck was big enough to fit both of like a grown man's hands like wrapped around his neck. That was just a gross visual uh, that I had to recall and instill in everyone's minds. But Aaron, other than Sam Darnold getting lucky, uh, CMC getting hurt, Davis Mills, uh, I guess showing up for the game. Um, what, were, what were your, what were your takeaways from last night? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super glad you, you went off on a little tangent about his neck. Cause that's like, if you type in Davis Mills on Google, his neck is like the fifth thing that comes yeah, up or it's, it's staring you in the face every time. It's, <laughs> it's definitely trending. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe he'll he'll pair up with Daddy Longneck or whatever that guy's name is. Uh, yeah, and 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 somehow go viral off of that. I don't know, but um, yeah, just a kind of a shitty matchup from the get go. I mean, I think the Panthers are. I mean, obviously they're they're three and zero for a reason, but they're they're not anything to write home about. I think they're just um, you know they built that team with defense. They have obviously yep. CMC. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. They, they just don't interest me, not even the slightest bit. And then Houston's in, in pretty much like, you know, I, I don't even not even survive mode. They're just like, you know, we're throwing something out in the field and seeing what happens, yep. uh, especially with Tyrod being out. Obviously, Deshaun still uh, with all the off field uh, issues that he's going through. So Davis Mills, yeah, obviously gets gets the start. Um, you know, I wouldn't say he played awful, but, he, you know, no. game managing at, at at the very best, like on a good day is what he did last night. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, would have been nice to, to uh, take Sam Darnold on a anytime touchdown score because he ran that one in. But that two um, rush, rushing uh, touchdowns in somehow. Yeah, exactly. I think you forgot what an end zone looked like after last season, but I guess you figured it out. <laughs> There's a zinger off the bat right off the bat, <laughs> right to start the show. We're, we're already going at people. Uh, I love it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, Sam Donald, the only other thing I was going to get into is, I mean, he was knocked around a good bit by the, uh, the Texans defense. It'll be interesting to see if, um, you know, if that Carolina offensive line can hold up and, and if he can stay healthy, I mean, he's had health concerns in the past. So, um, yeah, it, that, that's definitely something. Oh, concerns. To so, yeah, hopefully he's not contracting any more diseases. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm two for two with uh, with the dad jokes today. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Texans, I think they're a completely different team with Tyrod. Uh, obviously, Davis Mills starting. I mean, I think he was like the 33rd or 34th pick in the draft. Like, obviously not a guy that you'd think would come in and start, you know, week three in his first season, much less like any time in, in the first season. So, you know, they put up 37 points against the Jaguars week one, put up a respectable 21 points against the Browns last week. And obviously come back down to earth with only nine this week. I, I think I don't think that's indicative of the entire team. Um, they, they have some guys. I mean, Cooks was going, he had over a hundred yards. Uh, I think their problem was they could not get literally anything going in the run game. Um, Ingram, I only think had like 11 yards or 21 yards. I think David Johnson had like 10 to 15 yards. So um, they have, they have names on the team. I think if we were building an all-star team of like 2013, that, you know, Texans would be up there as, one of the best teams in the league right now, but uh, they certainly have a lot of veterans in that locker room. I think uh, probably played down to a level that they weren't accustomed to the first two weeks. Um, but I think definitely it's a product of them being on their fucking third string quarterback in, in week three. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if Tyrod or even Deshaun was in there, I don't know if they, they win this game, but I think they make it more respectable than, than 24 to nine. Um, back to the Panthers. Uh, I mean, I said it a couple of days ago. They have the easiest schedule in NFL history. They played the Jets, Saints, and Texans. And I'm fully aware that uh, Sam Darnold was once my quarterback. And people are saying somehow that the Jets made the wrong decision, which obviously wasn't true. I mean, even if Darnold somehow becomes a pro bowler or wins an MVP this year, like I still think it was the right decision for them to, A, reset the, the quarterback contract, B, the guy threw fucking nine touchdowns and 11 picks last year, see we just aren't at a at a point right now where we can contend with a veteran quarterback and and I think that the idea right now is to build around Zach and have him grow as the team around him grows and I think the timeline with Sam just didn't line up there so for anyone who's saying that the Jets made the wrong decision you're an absolute moron 
and I implore you to, to read a book or, or watch TV on a Sunday for once in your life. Second of all, back to the schedule thing, the Saints, Jets, and Texans are probably going to be three of the worst five teams part of that group in the league when all is said and done for this NFL season. Um, also, last week they were without like 10 coaches, I think it was, eight coaches maybe because of COVID. Um, so that's certainly a factor. But either way, um, them playing an easy schedule, and yes, you have to win the games, but them playing an easy schedule, I think, certainly factors into them being 3-0. and um, Next week, I should say the week after this week on, on Sunday, the October 3rd, they play the Cowboys um, at Jerry World. I look for that game for the Cowboys to, to probably win. I mean, they, the, the Panthers get a week and a half, obviously, to kind of prepare for that game. They get to sit back and enjoy and watch Monday Night Football when your Eagles take on Dallas, Aaron. But um, they do have some, some rest coming in, but I, I think the Cowboys are going to – shove points down their throat I mean I think especially if Christian McCaffrey's still out he, he came up with a lame hamstring last night Schefter said he's going to miss the next probably two to three weeks um, so they didn't go the injured reserve route but um, certainly he won't he won't be back for that um, Dallas game so to me I think it's put up or shut up time there we'll kind of see really how legit of a team this is I mean their defense is going to be good no matter what but um, I think some more pressure starts to, to get placed on on Darnold as the season progresses. Yeah, I think uh, I think you you pretty much uh, wrapped it up pretty well. I mean, I think if you if Sam Darnold is the guy that you put all your attention on and and like put all your eggs in one basket, I think you're in a, a world of hurt. To be honest with you, I, I just don't think he's the guy. No matter how how well he plays, you know, maybe, maybe he's in the right system now. This this and that, um, you know, with with good receivers and, and things of that nature. But uh, I just don't see it like being something they can sustain long-term at all. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't trust him. I, I haven't, I thought from the get-go, even at USC, I just thought he was not, not that impressive, not, not somebody I'd build around. So um, yeah, I know that the Jets, the Jets faithful are probably hurting right now, seeing him have some success, but it has a lot to do with, I think the team built around him. And I think you guys with, with Salah, uh, you know, with, with the defense, if the defense starts to play really, really well, which I think they definitely have the potential to, you know, sooner than later, I think that the at least the Jets will be more balanced. And and obviously they'll just have Zach. I mean, Zach's a, he's a rookie. You know what I mean? It, you don't know. Uh, he doesn't know defenses well enough yet to to really, you know, become elite. I would say just right away. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you're starting to see that, you know, he, he forced the ball a good bit last week. But right. I mean, the kid has potential. The kid has upside. It's just, you know, what, what's he going to do? None of us know, but I, I think the upside for Zach Wilson is much higher than it is for Sam Darnold. So at the end of the day, I'd rather roll the dice that way. If it works great. If, if not, I think they still made the right decision. Cause I I've, I've said this from the get go. I just think Darnold is, is as vanilla as it gets. He's yeah. another uh, Daniel Jones to me. He's just, he's okay. Uh, he's not bad, but. I don't think he's going to win you a chip. I don't think he's going to put you in position to, to even come close. So, no, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I think everyone out there knows my thoughts on, on Darnold and I'll, I'll drop this one line and then we'll move on to some matchups for the rest of the weekend. But um, as soon as CMC went down last night, they had three drives to close out the first half. Um, the, the Panthers went three and out on three consecutive drives and Sam Darnold had two fumbles. So, uh, I, I think a guy like Christian McCaffrey obviously will put you in a position to succeed um, every time he, he touches the ball, whether it's via screen, whether he's splitting out in the slot, whether he's out wide, whether he's 
just getting a handoff. I, I think anytime he touches the ball, he's as dynamic as it gets in the NFL. Um, and Joe Brady, too, I, I think their offensive coordinator came from LSU. Um, and his second year calling plays. Last year, he did a good job with, with Teddy and that team, too. I just think that he's probably in line for um, a promotion, whether, you know, probably a head coach at some point, whether it be after this season, depending on how Sam does, or, um, you know, after the next couple of seasons, um, depending on which job he wants to take. So I don't think that can be overlooked by, by any stretch of the imagination, but either way, I mean, I'm happy for Sam. I, I think uh, he was always a good foot soldier, so to speak, when, when he was here, um, always said the right things in the media, was a great guy in the community. It just, you know, obviously not all his fault. Um, you know, when you have Adam Gase coaching you, you're probably bound to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, even if you're fucking Aaron Rodgers. But uh, it's it's nice to see him kind of succeed, you know, as he gets into his, his fourth year in, in the league. All right. Let's uh, let's get after it, Aaron. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's dive into some matchups. I don't think we, I don't think the listeners want to hear Jets, Broncos, Eagles, Cowboys off off the hop. But let's go around. We'll do we'll do a circle. We'll do a swab of the one o'clock games. We'll do a swipe of the four o'clock games. We'll get to Sunday night, which is Packers, 49ers. That should be quite juicy. And then we'll obviously talk Eagles and Cowboys for the Monday night matchup. But Looking at the schedule here, why don't you give me a, a game or two uh, in the one o'clock slate that uh, piques your interest? Uh, yeah, from from just an interest perspective, I think uh, it's tough. There, there's definitely a couple. I think Colts and Titans is one of those games that, that yep. stands out to me. Uh, obviously, the Colts 0-2 right now. Titans coming off that insane comeback. I mean, I my hat, I, I tipped my cap to the Titans last week. That that was just a hell of a comeback at Seattle. I think, what, at Seattle. Yeah, um, it was the 12th. Yeah. Hey, the, the 12th man got let down. Let's just put that 12th. out there. So I'm sure they're getting those Seattle fans getting rained on all week, but I'm all for it. Um, yeah, no, that, that game in, you know, in particular stands out. I th- I still, th- I think the Titans win that game. I think they just have too much, uh, you know, momentum after last week. I think they're going to be fired up. They're playing at home. Um, you know, Wentz is, Wentz is basically, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but he is a, like a, a human hospital room or a, a walking <laughs> emergency room. But every, however you want to say it, he's a any of the above. And, and you know, he's always on the injury report. Let's just put it that way. The guy's always banged up, always, always nicked up. Uh, he's playing with two sprained ankles this week, which I didn't even think was humanly possible. But uh, you know, if you're Carson Wentz, it is. So I, I think the Titans uh, win that game. I think they probably win by at least a touchdown in that matchup. Um, I think a game that's not really getting much attention, but it's it's a division game is uh, for the one o'clock, and then I'll hand it off to you. But oh, yeah. I think Bengals and Steelers might be closer than you think. Oh, spicy. Um, Steelers coming off a game when, in which they just didn't play very well at all. Um, I think they're they're too they're too heavy on 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 uh, Claypool as far as. Uh, they just try and go to him constantly, and it's like defenses are starting to pick up on that. Uh, Juju, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, just isn't the same guy he was, obviously, a couple of years ago. Um, so, I, you know, if they can get Najee Harris running the ball, I, know, I mean, I know the Bengals' defense is suspect. They, they could, you know, come away with a win, but I, I just think the Steelers are kind of – in limbo right now I, I big ben definitely isn't what he used to be i hate i hate to say that i'm a big ben fan i like seeing him play but it, it's just i think they're they're definitely on the a downward slope and uh i don't think james winston's gonna be the or sorry not james dwayne haskins i get him mixed up 
because they're both about as shitty. Uh, I just, huh. I don't, I don't really trust uh, Dwayne Haskins to take over the, the reins. You know, whether that be next year or the following, whatever that might be. Yep. So it, that that organization is definitely. I don't think they prepared for for when Big Ben steps away because Mason Rudolph isn't the guy either. Uh, so it, it's tough, but. That's a that's a division game. I mean, these teams know each other better. Uh, so I think maybe Joe Burrow goes in there and has a good game after a, a pretty future game last week. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a game that wasn't even on my radar, but I think it, I think now it certainly is. I, you look at that division, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, obviously. I I mean, it's it's kind of a toss up for I think he was going to come out on top in that division. I mean, the, the Ravens taking down the Chiefs you know, being one and one, the Browns losing a close one of the Chiefs. They're also one and one. The Bengals are one and one. And so are the Steelers. So, you know, I, I think this week is going to be pretty telling. Um, and, and those divisional games, especially in the AFC North, are as important as, as they've ever been. Um, yeah, I mean, I for me, I, I look at I look at uh, Chargers Chiefs, that one o'clock game. I think that's I mean, that's got to be a Tony Romo, Jim Nance game if I've ever seen one. Um, okay. I think they might have done Chiefs. Uh, no, they were, yeah, they might've done the chargers game last week, but either way, I think anytime Mahomes and Herbert are, are lighting it up on, on the field together, I think Tony Romo's got to, <laughs> got to be in the vicinity at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, it come, coming out of last year, Herbert's first game was against the chargers. I believe it was week two or week three. Um, he ended up taking them to overtime. Um, so I think they're looking to, to kind of show their stuff this year. Obviously I think they lost a, a close one last week, but, um, I, either way, I, I think that's, probably as good of a game as you can get between two young and, and certainly up and coming quarterbacks. I mean, it's crazy to consider Mahomes is, is up and coming still, but I think he's like just, you know, around our age, which is nuts to say that he's that young um, and already accomplished so much, but I'm surprised that's, that's a one o'clock game, but you'd think that'd be at least four thirty, or, or obviously the Sunday night game, but I think that's certainly a treat to watch for, for the one o'clocks. And then another one in that slate I'm looking at is, is Saints Patriots, oddly enough. Um, I think it's a bounce back game for the, for the saints, obviously uh, you can't really get much worse than they did last week. I mentioned earlier, they were missing a decent chunk of their coaching staff. Um, the Patriots right now are favored by three. Uh, I, I'd probably hammer the saints on that. I mean, the saints defense can probably stop Mac Jones. They have a, a much better defensive line. Uh, I, I think than a lot of teams that the Patriots are going to face this year and have faced so far this season. Um, and then, you know, obviously the Saints and, and their offense going against that Patriots defense, which I think is a little weaker uh, than, than last season is certainly something I'm paying attention to. So as much as that game might kind of be like boring, so to speak, for the general fan, I think it'll probably be a close one and, and hopefully, you know, come down to the wire. Um, so those are my one o'clock games. We got Chargers Chiefs, we got Saints Patriots, and then um, let's head over to, to the four o'clock slate, Aaron. I know not as many games to pick from, but uh, give me one or two there that uh, that caught your eye. Yeah, I think, you know, no, you, you definitely um, – I you, now you made me interested in the Saints-Patriots game. I, I just hope um, – <laughs> I hope the Saints can score some points. I know the Patriots defense it, it looks pretty damn good. So, you know, but I can be hopeful. Um, as far as, yeah, like getting into the, the four o'clocks, um, I mean, obviously the, the biggest one is going to be Bucks and Rams. I mean, I – I think that's like a, a playoff game that's in the regular season. You know what I mean? Um, it's like a, a preview of what's going to happen later. So I, I think the Rams, um, I think the Rams win that game though. I do. I just have a good feeling that it's going to be super close, but I think the Rams 
pull it out. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford's going to be pretty fired up to to play in a in a game that actually means something this this time. Uh, you know, being on a good team. So obviously there there's that one. Uh, Seahawks and Vikings. I, I kind of think that that might be a better game than than some people think. Uh, Vikings got you know absolutely uh, robbed last week, kind of um, you know in some aspects if you look at it that way. Um, and, and you know they're at home. They're going to want to prove that they can at least bounce back. And and obviously um, you know we can we can dive into the Packers 49ers, but I, I just there's a lot of there's a lot of like there. It's a mixed bag this week. I think last week almost every game I looked at was like, wow, this this is probably going to be a good matchup. Yeah. I mean, there there's some there's some matchups this week like Falcons Giants. That's pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> hey Eli but, uh, Eli Manning retirement game. <laughs> so lock lock of the century for the Giants to pull that one out. Hammer the Giants. Hammer the Giants money line. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean Ravens Lions. That that's probably going to be you know a blowout. Yeah. And then Bears. Bears Browns in Justin Fields first game I, I just don't see the yep. Bears um you know being able to hang with the Browns so there definitely are some games and then you got like Washington at the Bills uh that might be a blowout as well so um yeah de- definitely some really good games on but then there there are some like doozies this week as well <laughs> so I, li- I like the word I like the use of the word doozy for uh for a <laughs> negative there uh, yeah I mean I I was gonna say Buck Bucks ramp as well. That's probably got like game of the year potential, like written all over it. Uh, if if the Bucks were home, I w- I would probably say Bucks, no brainer. They're only favored by a point, so uh, either way, you're almost sprinkling money line, you know, here here and there. I might I might look to take the Rams plus one to to be honest, just because they are getting that point. They are the home team, uh, and yeah, I mean it, it's it's Matt Stafford. It's a it's a different team this year. I I don't know if they're defense is is the same as last year obviously you know they've they've had a revolving door of defensive coordinators Brandon Staley who was their DC last year leaving to go you know coach the Chargers and they have Raheem Raheem Morris I believe his name is he was uh the DC interim coach of Atlanta last year so he's been around the block a lot he was a former head coach with the Bucks interestingly enough like back when Josh Johnson was was slinging the rock there so many moons ago but um I think I think that game like to me outside of obviously watching my I mean I might even not watch the Jets I might just watch that game to be quite quite honest with you the Jets play at four o'clock so maybe I'll catch the first quarter and after like three Zach Wilson picks I'll change the channel but I think there's a lot of good games for sure in, in that slate um yeah I mean Packers 49ers let's let's talk let's talk Sunday night um I think that is going to be a great game. Um, 49ers 2-0, Packers 1-0, obviously getting off the schneid there, taking care of business against Detroit. Uh, this is a home game for the 49ers. They are favored by three. Um, I don't know if I love love them being favored by three. I might even I might even take the Packers here. I mean, you, you more than anybody saw up close what the 49ers can do last week. I haven't gotten a chance to really look at them closer this year yet, so I'll certainly – defer to you but you know just that bounce back from the Packers last week was something I'm, I'm definitely paying attention to and um, you know obviously people are freaking out after that week one loss you know to uh, to the Saints but it is Aaron Rodgers he's he's told fans many times throughout his career to, to relax uh, I think it was a classic case of of him doing that as well and they're just starting to begin to, to hit their stride so uh, it's a it's a good game both offenses play that Shanahan obviously type style with with Shanahan obviously being the coach of the 49ers and and Matt LaFleur being the coach of the Packers so it should be a a good high scoring game nonetheless yeah I I, I really hope uh for whatever reason I kind of have like a weird hatred for the 49ers so 
Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't know where it stems from. I just something about that team. I, I love where your fandom like lies throughout the league. Dude, like, it, it's all over the place, but so funny. It's, it's uh, I'm all for the. I've always had a you know, I've always been an Aaron Rodgers fan. I I, I think he is a little bit of a drama queen. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, I, I just I, I root for him. Uh, nevertheless, so. You know, I hope he can put that. I think the last time he played him for you in uh, San Fran was when he got like blown out of the absolute building out of California, out of the West Coast. And that, oh, the uh, NFC Championship game, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I hope he doesn't have any like you know mental scars from that. And hopefully, he can just you know go in with a, a good mindset. Um, yeah, I, I think the 40, like I said, after watching the Eagles play him, I mean, I think. The Eagles defense is, is definitely well coached, I'd say. I don't know if we yeah. have the personnel, but they definitely looked well coached last week. But uh, the 49ers, to me, are, are extremely beatable. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough in their building on Sunday night. I mean, that place definitely is ro- gets rocking. Uh, it's one of those stadiums. But, um, yeah, I, I think that the Packers can win that game. Uh, it's just uh, Rodgers obviously has to, to play well. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the Packers defense is a little, is a little suspect as well. but um you know if they can if, if Rodgers can just come out gunslinging four touchdowns something like that I think they they get the win uh it's just a matter of them stopping the 49ers but I think Jimmy G is vastly overrated so yeah yeah if, if they can just hold them to a minimum uh and Rodgers puts on a show I think they win the game it, it's it's got to be on on Jimmy G's shoulders I, I, you know I, even if they were to fucking throwing out Trey Lance I might even take the 49ers here um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, it is a 49ers home game. I, I think they, they do have one of the, probably the best, you know, definitely not the best, but one of the best home field advantages in the, in the league, their fans absolutely get after it. Um, I, I might have to take a look in, into and dive a bit deeper into injuries and things like that on, on both teams to, to actually make a definitive pick here. But um, to, to be honest, I, I think that's going to be a great game as well. I mean, Sunday nights have, have been pretty good um, so far. Um, and I, I have no doubt to, to think otherwise that this game is going to be any, any different for this week. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about your Eagles and Cowboys Monday night. How we, uh, how we feeling? Oh man, every, every day closer, I get a little bit less confident in, in this game. Um, it's just tough. I mean, Cowboys are just, I mean, we, we, Daniel and I talk about this off air. I mean, Cowboys have no excuse to not really win the division. I would say at least this season. Um, It's just, I don't know. Our like I said, I mean, our, our defense seems to be well coached. Do we have the personnel? That's definitely a huge question mark. Um, I love Nick Sirianni for the fact that he'll, he'll rock. Like he's rocking a beat Dallas shirt all week. I love um, that. That's so he, great. I saw he's, that too. Uh, he's, de- he's definitely, he definitely has fun with it. I mean, he, he wore a uh, Allen Iverson shirt, like I think it was a week or two ago. And then oh, he, boy. Uh, he, he's just, I don't know, man, he's fun. I, he makes, he definitely jazzes it up, especially in comparison to Doug Peterson, who was kind of just like a grumpy old man. Uh, you know, much respect to him. He got us a ring, but I don't know. Nick Sirianni's just fun. Uh, Micah Parsons is already, you know, talking shit. He said they're they're gonna <laughs> no no problem beating the Eagles. Hey, no problem. So I I hope uh, obviously yeah, guy. Shut him up. yeah he, he uh, it, it's tough because he went to Penn State. He was he was definitely a very good player for Penn State. And I'm a, I'm a huge Penn State fan, but he he seems to be a little bit you know his his shit doesn't stink. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it, it's getting old already, and it's week three, so. 
I hope we can go in there and and at least be competitive, take take them to the wire. Um, I mean, Dallas really should have probably lost that game last week to to the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. I think overall we probably have a, a defense that can hold up better than the Chargers. Uh, you know, for an entirety of a game. Shots so, fired. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I just Jalen hurt. I mean, we gotta we gotta play a better game on offense. Like. I think coaching really is what lost us the game last week. Right. And I'm going to put that on, on Sirianni just because he's the offensive mind. He's the guru. However, you know, whatever nickname you want to give him. Uh, we just didn't look very creative. But then we tried to just throw a million bombs downfield and it wasn't working and we didn't really go to the run enough. And then it, it was just a disaster. So hmm. um, we just need to hold the ball, keep their, their offense off the field. I, I think we have a good chance, but. Um, you know, I'm definitely nervous. So I, I have my doubts after after last week. I have my doubts. Yeah, I, I think you I think you bring up good points. You know, to to bring back Parsons into the conversation, I think he had to play like outside linebacker and was basically rushing the passer last week. I think they had an injury uh, to to someone on their D line. He basically had the best start uh, or best like first game that a rookie's ever had at like the outside pass rusher position since Joey Bosa or maybe it was Nick Bosa, one of the Bosa brothers. Um, right. So it'll be inter- interesting to see how they, like, deplor- deploy him this week because they have uh, – what's his face? Vander Ash with the fucking neck curl thing. The uh, <laughs> That guy's always – I mean, Death Taxes and one of the, the Cowboys linebackers have one of those stupid neck collars. Um, <laughs> then they have Keanu O'Neal who's playing linebacker, and they have uh, – uh, Smith, the guy who's always, I think Jalen Smith or some of the guys who's always hurt. So they have four, I mean, including, including Parsons, they have four legitimate players to the linebacker position. So if you want to get, you know, three or four of them on the field at the same time, why not throw Parsons, especially if there's an injury at that outside linebacker position? He's pretty fast. He's pretty shifty. Maybe he takes advantage of someone on the Eagles offensive line. And, you know, you know, thank God Jalen Hurts is a you know, mobile quarterback and hopefully get away from the pass rush. But It'll be interesting to see if they keep him there or return him back to his like regular middle linebacker slash inside linebacker spot. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely troublesome. You know, the more like the more I think about this game, the more it's like absolutely nerve wracking of what could happen. <laughs> uh, basically, we have uh, we have Landon uh, Landon Dickerson. Uh, he played at Alabama. Uh, oh, yeah. He's gonna play at left tackle this uh, week because of Jordan Maialata, uh not being able to go. So that, that <laughs> I'm already concerned about that. He's a rookie. Who's at um, right tackle? Man, you put me on the spot. You put me apologize, on the spot. I apologize. I apologize. I didn't, no, I didn't know right. if he, I didn't know if he was at right tackle was, so he was at right. Now he's moving to the left. He's, he's technically a center by, by oh, shit. Yeah. But I think That's he's playing now. Hey, I mean, I, when it comes to offensive line, I mean, I know uh, Lane Johnson, I know Jason Kelsey, yeah. I know yeah. Brandon. Like, I know the names, but I, that's right. that's not a position. That, you know, what I mean, I, I pay a lot of attention to, obviously, but no, I feel you. Um, it, it's 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 definitely it, it's <laughs> it's troubling. It, it's concerning. Um, we're playing down there. Like lately, when we played in Dallas, we've, I mean, granted it was with Wentz, but we got absolutely ran out of the building a couple times. <laughs> so I'm really. I am nervous. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping for the best, but you know, after week one, I felt like, wow, this team could could probably compete for the division. And I know that's, you know, early to say that, and and, and probably stupid of me to get that excited, um, no. just because we we absolutely roundhouse kicked the the Falcons. But you yeah. know, after last week, it's like 
it's a roller coaster ride now because you know that was a game we should have won and that's a game that wasn't very well coached so I don't know man it's it's if I was a betting man I'd probably take the Cowboys which hurts me to say that but um I'm just I'm hoping we can uh, weather the storm yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think you're, you might be, I think you might be being a little too hard on the Eagles. I, I think that 49er team is probably a little bit better uh, than, than people are giving them, them credit for. It's only been two weeks, especially. I mean, I don't think, I mean, it, you could be in a much worse position. I think, I think after two weeks, especially leading into a divisional game. Um, and I, I, and the Cowboys too, like you said, they got lucky last week um, or a little bit lucky. They were certainly in that game, but maybe to close out the win, they did get some, some fortune to, to hit their side, but uh, I, yeah, I think the key is, is certainly the offense. I, I think the defense will will do its thing. I, I mean, at, at times it is a little scary to, to think about this Cowboys offense. Um, Aaron and I were talking off air. It's probably the, the best crew of weapons that Dak's ever had. Uh, if you talk about C.D. Lamb kind of hitting his stride now, Amari Cooper still in his prime, Michael Gallup probably being the best third uh, wide receiver in the league. Tight end spot is what it is, but you have Zeke back there. If he's not running the rock, well, he's probably pass blocking very well, which you obviously saw um, on that Thursday night game to open the season against the Bucks. He was a, an absolute blocking machine out there. Um, and on top of a good offensive line too. So I think it's inevitable for them to, to score points. To me, it just comes down to how how well can Jalen Hurts navigate and, and command this offense to, to also leading the Eagles to, to points as well. I think it'll be a good game. I'm not sure what the over-under is set up, but I might look to uh, to sprinkle the over um, for the, for the people at home. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you're putting money in people's pockets, they can't complain. We, we can go into a little bit of that, uh, just a couple real quick picks around the Let's league. Um, I got – so I, I use, uh, you know, for the listeners, this is pretty much a cheat code. There is a, there's a free website. It's called PicksWise.com. Uh, they give you a ton of free picks every week. There, there's, there's some uh, – they have a two-star play on the, on the Cardinals winning – uh, basically spread negative seven and a half. I think that's uh, a shoe in. I think that's a, a safe one there. Um, just because, you know, they're playing at Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked, you know, absolutely, you know, like a, a machine so far. Let's just put it that way. Um, and, and and the Cardinals are are pretty hot. I mean, they're coming off that the last second win as well. So I think the Cardinals win by eight. I think that that's pretty safe. I, I would take that all day, every day. Um, other than that, uh, I think obviously the the Ravens. If you take, I think you could take them on like a ten point spread, and you're still going to get it. <laughs> I just, um, I I don't trust Detroit's defense to stop Lamar and company. Uh, it's just a lot to to obviously deal with. And, and you know, Jared. I mean, Jared Goff hasn't played bad so far, but I, they're not going to put up enough points to to win that game. I don't think, right. uh, unless it would be a, some crazy trap game, but. Uh, yeah, unless there's an injury or, or something fluky really happens, I think, you know, you could probably take the Ravens at, at like 10 points or, or, or a touchdown and, and you'd be pretty safe. And then the last one I, I would take is, uh, you know, pro- probably uh, I'd probably take Cleveland uh, by, by a touchdown, if not more, um, just because it, it's going to be Justin Fields' first, you know, actual start, uh, real game action here. Uh, he came in last week and, and struggled a, a good bit. He threw a pick. Uh, and I think Cleveland's defense needs to ba- bounce back. It hasn't been what it was last year. So I think this is the perfect opportunity. Rookie quarterback, they, they kind of have a field day with him. And uh, Chicago's offensive line is one of the worst, if not the worst, in the league. Uh, so, yeah, I think 
a couple just just picks or or if you want to take them as spreads i think those are pretty safe yeah uh, but but i'm not a i'm not anybody that can give financial advice so if you lose any money don't don't come crying to me phenomenal disclaimer there folks phenomenal <laughs> disclaimer um yeah i'll i'll give my picture in a second i'll have a couple um that was that was great aaron and we'll we'll have to Make sure you uh, you jot down your picks. We'll have to you know throw out our records for the people here next week. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna back my boy Aaron Rodgers as I alluded to a few minutes ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Packers plus three and a half. Uh, I'm gonna take a couple of dogs here. Um, mm. I, I I like that pick. I you know yes they are on the road. Yes it is, you know against a good team and, and Kyle Shanahan's 49ers there. But Jimmy G we mentioned before. I mean, you know plus three and a half probably gonna be a close game. If they lose by a field goal, I still win. So I, I think that's a pretty safe pick. Um, did you mention Seattle, Minnesota? I did not. Go okay, I'm going I'm to take – Seattle is at Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to take them minus one and a half. Um, I usually don't like Russell Wilson against a good defense like this. I think the Seahawks are definitely a good team and have a lot of talent on paper. It's just that for some reason they play like the weirdest football games like of all time. So – Whenever the spread is more than like three points, I, I hesitate to, to take them, but um, they're coming off a couple of wins, obviously a close win last week. Um, and, and Minnesota has kind of stumbled out of the gate. I know it takes a little bit of time for them to really get going, but um, I am going to take Seattle here uh, minus one and a half. And then um, I'm going to finish up. I think I'm going to go to Tennessee. Uh, Aaron mentioned earlier, they're playing Indianapolis. They're, they're going to, to Indy. So I'm, I think I'm going to take them. I'm sorry. They're at, they're at Tennessee, but they're favored by five and a half. Um, I think it's still TBD on whether Carson Wentz even plays. Um, obviously it's, it's going to be a, a lower, lighter mobility game. If he, if he does play maybe pretty heavy on the run there. So I don't anticipate the Colts to score a lot of points. And um, obviously, you know, the, the Titans had a phenomenal bounce back last week. I ended up coming up short to, to Seattle there, but, um, I do think they're starting to hit their stride as well. They lost a couple of coaches last year, obviously lost their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, who's now the coach of, of Atlanta. So um, I think it's just taking a couple of weeks for them to shake off the rust, get back into game shape. Um, obviously that's super cliche, but I think it's true. And in, in the Titans case, I'm going to take them minus five and a half um, against the Colts. I like it. I like it. I think, I think that that Titans Colts game is that, I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious about that one a little bit. And I think, I, I, um, I, I, I like watching the Titans play. I, th I think they, they play the right way. I think Vrabel is a great coach. Anytime I can watch Derrick Henry too, I'm probably not going to turn that down. Um, they, they play similar to Seattle. They play some weird games a lot, um, which, which make it interesting, but um, the Colts. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't sold on them last year and they ended up having, a really great season, obviously, and had one of the best defenses in the league. And then this year, uh, you know, obviously still not figuring out the quarterback position after a reset. <laughs> it, it, uh, I, mean, I feel like as long as, you know, the coach and, and the GM have been there, they really haven't figured out the quarterback position. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just I'm, – I'm very down on them. And I've, I've just been down on, on Wentz for a while now. So, I, I, I got to carry that over to Indianapolis. Hey, if, if I know something about Daniel, it's consistency. So <laughs> his opinion does not change about You're consistently Carson wrong or consistently right. Never imitating. Hey, it's better, you know. He's not a fair weather fan, though. He he sticks to uh, his guns there. So um, yeah, no, I think I think you hit the nail on the head, especially with the the Wentz point. I mean, there's no 
I don't know that that contract he got. It's like, what has he done since then? You know, not much of, of anything other than turn the ball. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It, it, for for them to go zero and three after it looked like Philly was making the biggest you know mistake ever by by you know basically it, the narrative was like we we screwed him. We we didn't give him offensive line. We didn't give him you know the right play calling. This and that and the third and every every excuse you could come up with. He's now zero and two. Probably going to be zero and three. So um, I don't know. I I think the guy is has skill. I mean, I think. It's just he can never for whatever we, we go into this all the time for whatever reason he's just he's not like a winner he's not a he's not a guy you can take it to the bank almost ever I mean it could be like one of the worst teams in the league and it's gonna be a dog fight with if you have Wentz in there so I I don't quite understand it but I don't know shout out Dan Orlovsky ESPN mm. football <laughs> pundit before the season shit you not folks said Carson Wentz is an MVP. He's a most valuable player candidate for this wow. season. Just, we'll, we'll just let that settle in for a second. And, and that just goes to show you the state of, of ESPN and where they're at right now. He, I, I think like maybe Carson Wentz has like a, some type of bounty out for like Dan Orlowski's wife or something like that guy is <laughs> glued to, to Carson Wentz. No I, I mean, I, have, I don't understand it. I, I mean, MVP on the, I, it makes no sense. I, don't get me wrong like I and we we can go into college or something else real you know just touch on that after this but yeah I thought coming in like I, I was definitely you know I definitely thought you know the Colts are probably gonna you know be a be a threat just because they were such a good team last year they had Philip Rivers at like what 39 or 40 years you know right way up there in age he didn't I mean he played well but it's not like he he lit the world on absolute fire and it's like Wentz comes in there and I was like, oh, you know, they'll probably be a nine, 10 winning team. Nope. I mean, that that's not, it's not looking good so far. If you drop to zero and three, I mean, that's a lot of ground to make up already. So I don't know. It's, it's surprising to me. I, I didn't think he'd be an MVP, but I thought he would play well. And, and especially under Frank Reich, he would, uh, you know, get his feet, get his feet square and, and just, you know, figure it out. And, and he's not yet figured out much of anything. On one the of the team. weirdest, uh, one of the weirdest NFL careers, like probably of all time, just uh, <laughs> started off with so much promise and then has, has just been slowly going downhill since the ACL tear, <laughs> which is unfortunate. I mean, uh, you know, you probably thought he was going to be your guy for the next 10 to 15 years after, uh, you know, 2017, 2018, which, uh, yeah, which so- I, I feel bad, but uh, you know, it, it, it just is what it is now at this point. Yeah, I, I, I promise I'll wrap it up with this, but I, when, when we won the Super Bowl, I was all for keeping Nick, like, let's just put this on the record. I said, keep Nick Foles and let Carson yep. Wentz go. And no, everybody said I was crazy for that. Um, you know, Wentz is the guy that got us there, this, that, and the third, every argument you, you can come up with. But, uh, you know, you hand the guy, you know, over $100 million to somebody that's extremely injury prone and, uh, you know, has yet to – he's played, like, one quarter of a playoff game. So we don't even know what he would be like, you know, in the playoffs because he can't really sustain health uh you know long enough so it's like I, one, one of the worst contracts they've ever get you know in sports probably ever and and the eagles were they fell victim to it and then they're basically suckers for that you hate to see it <laughs> you absolutely hate to i mean i guess you love to see it if you're aaron but uh you hate to see it if you're a colts fan um <laughs> all right aaron let's uh before we break before we lead people into the weekend let's uh Let's get to some college football. Um, Penn State, Penn State. I think we can we can touch on them quickly. I think because 
Um, their resume after what four, three, four weeks, I think definitely cements them had to be in the top five at, the, at this point, I, I would say just based off of what everybody else has been doing. But, uh, why don't we, why don't we touch on the state of college football real quick? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'll touch on that real quick. I mean, they're, they're number six in the nation. It's, it's quite nice to see. I love, I'm a huge, I'm almost a bigger college fan than, than the NFL. It's just, I don't know why I just get sucked into it. And, and I absolutely enjoy the, the hell out of it. So it's Villanova. They got this week. That should, we don't even have to really talk about that. That should be, you know, pretty easy. easy. Uh, yeah. Villanova has played, uh, you know, good schools tough. I, I looked into like their last three, four years when they play a big school, usually for whatever reason, it's a good game. And they, they've even had their fair share of upsets, but I mean, they're going into happy Valley. I mean, you got a hundred over a hundred thousand people screaming in comparison to, I looked up Villanova, it's like 6,000. So 106,000 versus 6,000, that, that's going to be quite quite a lot for them to deal with. Obviously, just even to, to snap the ball, it's going to be extremely difficult. Uh, so I see Penn State rolling, I, I'd probably say by three touchdowns, um, but it might, might be closer than than you think. But, uh, you know, we, the, the, the schedule hasn't really – um, you know, we, we, we play a lot harder teams coming up. So it, yep. yeah, we've, we've played our fair share of, of good teams so far. Obviously the, the Auburn game, I was absolutely a nervous wreck for, and you know, that game to the very end had me nervous, but, um, yeah, we still got to play Iowa who's right ahead of us and we got to play them in their house. So that, that's really the, the game. Uh, and then we got to play the most hated team of all in any sport for me, Ohio state, I cannot stand them. So yeah, it, th- this week we should take care of business, but then it, it's absolutely nerve wracking to say the least going forward. But um, a game that a game that stands out, and, and I'll let I'll let Dan have the floor here. Notre Dame at a Big Ten, of, another oh, yeah. Big Ten opponent, uh, Wisconsin. Wisco. Yeah, what do you, what do you think about that game? Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. I, Notre Dame's quarterback obviously came from Wisconsin, Jack Cohn. He was uh, hurt. Uh, and then they they moved on to Graham Mertz and, and he transferred to Notre Dame and has him in a in a pretty good spot. Um, I don't really I don't really think much of Wisconsin to to be honest with you. I think Notre Dame handles this game. Uh, I, I mean I know Wisconsin's favored and and obviously the competition that Notre Dame has has played this year I don't think is I mean they played Purdue they played Toledo they played Florida uh, the shitty Florida State team as we now know. Um, and that was in week one. They they went to the wire against Toledo um, in week two and then took care of, of Purdue. So I, I don't think either team is, you know, I can't say they've been all that impressive. You know, Wisconsin only playing two games, one obviously against Penn State. They were favored in that game, lost. And then they took care of business against Eastern, Eastern Michigan a couple weeks ago. So um, it's their first game since uh, September 11th, which I think is is quite the break for them somehow early on in, in the season. But um, I, I think Notre Dame is going to win this game. I, I don't really see why Wisconsin's favored by by that much. But um, and that'd be that'd be good for you. I mean, they, they'd be sitting at, at two losses, and I think you can can basically forget about them at, at that point. And then another, another game that catches my eye is is Rutgers three and zero going against Michigan, who's also three and zero. That's at Michigan. That's a primetime, I mean, primetime Saturday afternoon game on ABC. So I probably would, will, will actually turn, turn, tune into this game. Um, Michigan to me, I, I think is scary. Greg Schiano, obviously being back with Rutgers has had Jim Harbaugh and Michigan's number when he was there in the past. Um, so I, I think that's going to be 
more entertaining than, than people are kind of thinking. I think Rutgers might, might sneakily be decent this year. Um, you know, they beat Syracuse, they beat some lower tier competition, but you know, three, zero. I think in the big 10, you know, obviously they haven't played big 10 games yet, but three, zero is three, zero, um, and they're putting up points. So I think Shiano has them in a good spot where they haven't really been in the past few seasons. And, and Michigan is, is always kind of hit or miss depending on, uh, the year and, and they seemingly never have a never have a quarterback but uh, they run the ball down people's throats I mean they're the running back already has like seven touchdowns in in three weeks so he's uh, they're obviously you know pretty good at that and that to me is I mean big 10 action is is fruitful this this weekend and you also have games like Ohio State Akron Ohio State is favored by 50 points which is hilarious um, and then some other crappier games kind of spread out throughout but yeah I think the Big Ten is uh especially with all these SEC teams and, and Clemson not doing well I think the Big Ten has has a good shot at, at sneaking at least you know one maybe two teams into the playoff this year yeah I think you know what's interesting is like the more I look at this is like like Florida barely dropped that game to Alabama and they're 11th and not to discredit Penn State at all like trust me I I, I root for them every week but I, I definitely see their flaws Right. As far as like offensively, for sure. But it's like Penn State's sixth in the country. Florida barely lost to Alabama. Right. And they dropped to 11. I don't just the, the rankings have always been kind of weird to me. It's always been, uh, you know, I don't think it's the most accurate way to go about, um, you know, you know, the whole thing. But it, it, it is what it is. You, you know, that's how they're going to do it. But, another, you know, obviously, I, I think Michigan is actually a little bit scary this year um just because like they, i mean they've they've had no trouble putting up monster points on obviously lesser competition as well but they're they're definitely right. when they're clicking they're clicking and i think that game as well i i, I know i talked to a, a couple of my friends that are michigan fans and they say it's going to be a blowout i don't i don't know if it's going to be i i think Rutgers will stay in that game somehow some way especially just i have a lot of respect for shiano i i liked what he did there before so i i think they're probably on the up and up or at least, uh, you know, trying to compete at a better level than they have the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a, a good game. I, it's obviously at the big house, another extremely tough place to play. But um, I think Rutgers stays in that game, and I think there's even a chance of it being an upset. But that's still – that is a long shot. No, it, yeah, it's a long shot. I, I don't, I don't know if it'll, it'll be if they'll win, but I, they might, they might cover that, that 20, 20 and a half. If it was twenty one or over, I would certainly take, take Rutgers. But for all I know, it'll probably be like forty five to ten Michigan, and I'll put my foot in my mouth next week. Um, but either, either way, folks, I think, I think this is, this is a nice little wrap up to, to take you into your weekend. Hopefully, you enjoy all the football action. Obviously, we'll. We'll get into uh, some Jets and Eagles stuff along with some other NFL breakdowns and sprinkling some big college game breakdowns next week. Um, and probably be consistently giving you two, two shows a week, um, you know, one kind of breaking down the action, the next one, second show of the week that will uh, kind of preview the action for the, for the following weekend. So I think that's a pretty good system to, to throw out you guys and uh, appreciate the time. And Aaron, why don't you uh, take us home? Yeah, no, I, I love uh, I love chatting it up, especially just with, with all the games going on and, and college in full swing, NFL in full swing. So I just look forward to uh, another, you know, jam-packed weekend of, of games and uh, of matchups we can get into next week. Love it. Take it home.